The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Well, I know in some parts of the Northern Hemisphere, the fall colors are almost done. I hope you've been able to enjoy them. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday, October 27th, 2022, Thursday of the 30th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is Saint Abraham the Poor. He's called the poor or the child, alluding to his purity of heart and the simplicity of his lifestyle. He was born in Manuf, Egypt, a site northwest of Cairo in the Delta region of the Nile. He became a disciple of St. Pacomius, the founder of Cenobitic monasticism. Abraham spent almost two decades in a cave near Pacomius Foundations in the Delta. He died in about 372 A.D. St. Abraham the Poor, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, inflame our hearts with the longings of Christ's sacred heart so that we might truly offer our persons and works in union with him for the salvation of the world. Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, we consecrate ourselves to your sacred heart and we offer ourselves with you to the Father in your holy sacrifice of the Mass with our prayer, work, sufferings, and joys of this day in reparation for our sins and that your kingdom come. We especially pray for the church throughout the world, for the Holy Father and his intentions, for the evangelization and conversion of the whole world, for our bishop and his intentions, for our parish and for our families and their needs. Listen to us, O Lord, through Christ your Son. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for the Church, ever faithful to and courageous in preaching the Gospel. May the Church be a community of solidarity, fraternity, and welcome, always living in an atmosphere of synodality. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Well, today we have the Pharisees coming up to Jesus while he was preaching in the area of Perea near Galilee. And they come in and they supposedly warn Jesus that well, this region is under the jurisdiction of Herod, Antipas, and that they had heard rumors that, that Herod was after him, that there was a plot to kill him, so he'd better get out of here fast. I mean, it sounds like a kind of a veiled threat, but it's said with a kind of a pretense of helping him to escape this murderous plot. Now, who is this Herod, Antipas? Well, Herod was the son of Herod the Great, the one who massacred all those innocents. And Herod, Antipas has a mixture of hostility and curiosity for Jesus. He was hostile, especially after he had beheaded John the Baptist. 
because he had been emotionally manipulated by his wife Herodias and he didn't really want to behead John, but he was too weak to resist all that pressure around him and he wanted to make a good impression to his guests and stuff. And Plus he thought, well, he was trying to just show that he could kill anyone that might be a threat to his to the stability of his kingdom. But now, hearing about Jesus, he feared, well, again, that Jesus might be uh, somebody who might look, make him look bad. Does that ever happen to you, that you're more worried about something because you're afraid it's going to make you look bad? Well, that, that constantly happened with, with Herod. But he was also curious. We see this later when uh, the Lord is uh, being tried and Pilate sends him to Herod. And... Well, Herod was the kind of guy who was more interested in seeing some cute magic tricks, especially those might, that might impress his guests. Indeed, in literature, he is often portrayed as a rather effeminate, overweight, frivolous, rash, and gossipy kind of character, and very ineffective, always being backed into a corner, uh, no matter what the circumstance was. He was definitely not a leader. So I love that conviction that comes out of Jesus when he is told that Herod wants to kill him. Jesus says, Go, tell that fox, behold, I cast out demons, and I perform healings today and tomorrow, and on the third day I accomplish my purpose. Yet I must continue on my way today, tomorrow, and the following day. For it is impossible that a prophet should die outside of Jerusalem. Go and tell that fox, the Lord says. And that... An amazing image of because the fox is a is a sly, crafty, and very opportunistic animal. He skunks around and gets a kick out of preying on the weak and the vulnerable. And for the Jews, foxes were considered very unclean animals. And the fox sees things from many points of view, and he has no problem to use all that information to be very, very deceptive. So Jesus calls the Herod the fox, as an insult. And in fact, I, I even read that some of the prophets spoke about the fox as well, like um, Jeremiah complains how deserted the mountain of Zion is because he says, only the foxes walk upon it. It's like saying only the lowlives go into this area full of dirt and graffiti and bad smell. They may look good, but nobody really wants to be with them. But what's clear is that Jesus does not feel intimidated or scared off by Herod Antipas. He also knew that the Pharisees had forged an alliance with the Herodians, so this was meant for them too. They were supposedly trying to warn him, but he is kind of like saying that nobody is going to stop me from fulfilling the mission that I was sent on. I've already healed the sick. I've brought the truth of the kingdom. And on the third day, I will, I will rise. He leaves that kind of vague, I suppose, but, but we all know that it's a prophetic reference uh, to the resurrection. In other words, he's saying, this is going to happen. And I like, I like the phrase, he says, it is impossible that a prophet die outside of Jerusalem. Meaning, his salvific plan, his passion and death, no matter how hard and painful it will be, it must happen. It's part of God's plan. And Jesus was not afraid to embrace it fully and courageously. He's really saying, though Herod might think he has the authority over me as a king, I'm going to stick around and I'm going to fulfill what I came to do. I'm following a God-appointed schedule. I'm going to Jerusalem, but first I'm going to stick around here for a little while and do some things. 
So Jesus implies that Herod is a weak leader who is easily manipulated by others, like, well, like his own wife or, or the Pharisees. But Jesus is very certain of his mission. He even laments the destruction that will befall the holy city. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent to, those sent to you. How many times I yearned to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you were unwilling. So the fox was bad, but the mother hen is good, doing her job to protect her young. Well, Lord Jesus, may I never end up being like that fox, Herod. May I never say things just in order to come off looking good. I cannot be motivated just because I want to make a good impression. It may happen that I, that I have to say something demanding to someone in, in the family. And they may not like me because of it. But it's what they may need to hear. I say it to help them. It's not that I have to be constantly, constantly uh, critical of everyone. Rather, the fundamental reason I do something has to be because it is the right thing to do. It is true. It is good. Even if it pains me. You know, think of the address that St. Stephen pronounced in the Acts of the Apostles when he defends the expanded understanding of the law and shows that Jesus is the expected Messiah. And he's not afraid to state how the Israelites had already rejected Moses in the past, how they had rebelled, and now they were doing that again. And as he was speaking, the chief priests were infuriated with him. They ground their teeth at him. They stoned him. But that's when he had a vision of Jesus there enthroned in heaven and his face just was full of peace. It just lit up. Is it true that I do things exclusively for you, Lord? Are there any red flags that might suggest that I lack this rectitude of intention? How do I even do like small things that nobody sees or that go unnoticed? Do I still do them with the determination that these are part of my mission, my purpose? Everything I do, Lord, is to further the kingdom in some way. Do I see you, Jesus, in my work, in my prayer? Does your face light up too when I'm doing these things? St. Teresa of Lisieux said, I don't have any other way of showing my love than plucking flowers. That is to say, not allowing any small sacrifice to be missed. Not one glance, not one word. Using even the smallest things and doing them for love. That's purity of intention. It's really the presence of God. God our Lord is present in all our intentions and how we can free heart, our heart really to, to do all these things out of love for God. Like It might happen that you're working on a project at work. You've worked hard and you know your boss is counting on you to do a good job. You know, at times, bosses can be quite unreasonable. They, they ex expect absolute perfection. And they demand that we habitually work late nights with no extra pay. Because for them, our priority must be the project, the company. Well, imagine this. It might happen that your spouse expects you home. And maybe you even promised to fix something in the house or to make it home at a reasonable time. You promised. The children are waiting. And then the devil comes to your thoughts and says, Well, by the way, if you stay super late at work tonight, the boss will be super impressed, your colleagues will see that you're doing an amazing job and that you're really good at this. Wow, the personnel department will really recommend you for a promotion and you'll get a higher salary. That'll be amazing. Yet in the back of your head, you know that you, the promise you made 
you know what is the right thing to do. And you know ultimately what the will of God really is. Well, that's the time to say, hey, tell that fox, the devil, behold, I've been working hard today, literally doing miracles in my work, but I must accomplish my purpose. Plus, I have my prayer to do. I have to finish the rosary before I get home. So I must continue my way today, tomorrow, and the following day. Go home. That is what God's will is. So don't get in my way, devil. I am out of here. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 minutes past the hour, and this is Daybreak. It's Thursday of the 30th week in Ordinary Time, October 27th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this day of prayer with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth. And all nations learn your saving help. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples, you guide the nations on earth. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God our God has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing, till the ends of the earth revere him. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy.
You are our Savior. We will praise you forever. Lord, we are our Savior. We will praise you forever. We heard with our own ears, O God. Our fathers have told us the story of the things you did in their days, you, yourself, in days long ago. To plant them, you uprooted the nations. To let them spread, you laid peoples low. No sword of their own won the land. No arm of their own brought them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you loved them. It is you, my King, my God, who granted victories to Jacob. Through you, we beat down our foes. In your name, we trampled our aggressors. For it was not in my bow that I trusted, nor yet was I saved by my sword. It was you who saved us from our foes. It was you who put our foes to shame. All day long our boast was in God, and we praised your name without ceasing. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, you are our Savior. We will praise you forever. Spare us, O Lord. Do not bring your own people into contempt. Spare us, O Lord. Do not bring your own people into contempt. Yet now you have rejected us, disgraced us. You no longer go forth with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe, and our enemies plunder us at will. You make us like sheep for the slaughter, and scatter us among the nations. You sell your own people for nothing, and make no profit by the sale. You make us the taunt of our neighbors, the laughingstock of all who are near. Among the nations, you make us a byword. Among the peoples, a thing of derision. All day long, my disgrace is before me. My face is covered with shame at the voice of the taunter, the scoffer, at the sight of the foe and avenger. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Spare us, O Lord. Do not bring your own people into contempt. Rise up, O Lord, and save us, for you are merciful. Rise up, O Lord, and save us, for you are merciful. This befell us that we had not forgotten you though we had not been false to your covenant, though we had not withdrawn our hearts, though our feet had not strayed from your path. Yet you have crushed us in a place of sorrows and covered us with the shadow of death. Had we forgotten the name of our God or stretched out our hands to another God? Would not God have found this out? 
he who knows the secrets of the heart. It is for you we face death all day long and are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake, O Lord, why do you sleep? Arise, do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our oppression and misery? For we are brought down low to the dust. Our body lies prostrate on the earth. Stand up and come to our help. Redeem us because of your love. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it, was it was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, is now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, rise up and come to our aid. With your strong arm, lead us to freedom, as you mightily delivered our forefathers. Since you are the King who knows the secrets of our hearts, fill them with the light of truth. Rise, Rise up, O Lord, Lord, and save us, for you, you are merciful. merciful. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. From the Book of Wisdom Now God grant I speak suitably, and value these endowments at their worth. For he is the guide of wisdom, and the director of the wise. For both we and our words are in his hand, as well as all prudence and knowledge of crafts. For he gave me sound knowledge of existing things, that I might know the organization of the universe and the force of its elements, the beginning and the end and the midpoint of times, the changes in the sun's course and the variations of the seasons, cycles of years, positions of the stars, natures of animals, tempers of beasts, powers of the wind and thoughts of men, uses of plants and virtues of roots. Such things as are hidden I learned, and such as are plain. For wisdom, the artificer of all, taught me. For in her is a spirit, intelligent, holy, unique, manifold, subtle, agile, clear, unstained, certain, not baneful, loving the good, keen, unhampered, beneficent, kindly, firm, secure, tranquil, all-powerful, all-seeing, and pervading all spirits, though they be intelligent, pure, and very subtle. For wisdom is mobile beyond all motion, and she penetrates and pervades all things by reason of her purity. For she is an aura of the might of God, and a pure effusion of the glory of the Almighty. Therefore naught that is sullied enters into her. For she is the refulgence of eternal light, the spotless mirror of the power of God, the image of his goodness. And she, who is one, can do all things, and renews everything while herself perduring. And passing into holy souls from age to age, she produces friends of God and prophets.
for there is not God loves, be it not one who dwells with wisdom. For she is fairer than the sun, and surpasses every constellation of the stars. Compared to light, she takes precedence. For that indeed, night supplants, but wickedness prevails not over wisdom. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Christ Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For For in him all things were created. He is the brightness of the eternal light and the image of God's goodness. For in him all things were created. A reading from a discourse against the Arians by St. Athanasius, Bishop. An impress of wisdom has been created in us, and in all his works. Therefore the true wisdom which shaped the world claims for himself all that bears his image, and rightly says, The Lord created me in his works. These words are really spoken by the wisdom that is in us, but the Lord himself here adopts them as his own. Wisdom himself is not created, because he is the creator. But by reason of the created image of himself found in his works, he speaks thus as though he were speaking of himself. Our Lord said, He who receives you receives me. And he could say this because the impress of himself is in us. In the same way, although wisdom is not to be numbered among created things, yet because his form and likeness is in his works, he speaks as if he were a creature, and says, The Lord created me in his works, when his purpose first unfolded. The likeness of wisdom has been stamped upon creatures in order that the world may recognize in it the Word who was its Maker, and through the Word come to know the Father. This is Paul's teaching. What can be known about God is clear to them, for God has shown it to them. Ever since the creation of the world, his invisible nature has been there for the mind to perceive in things that have been made. Accordingly, the Word is not a creature, for the passage that begins, The Lord created me, is to be understood as referring to that wisdom which is truly in us and is said to be so. But if this fails to persuade our opponents, let them tell us where there is any wisdom in created things. If there is none, why does the Apostle Paul allege as the cause of men's sins, by God's wisdom, the world failed to come to a knowledge of God through wisdom? And if there is no created wisdom, how is it that the expression, a multitude of wise men, is found in Scripture? And again, Scripture testifies that the wise man is wary and turns away from evil, and... By wisdom is a house built. Further, Ecclesiastes says, A wise man's wisdom will light up his face. He also rebukes presumptuous persons with the warning, Do not say, How is it that former days were better than these? For it is not in wisdom that you ask this. So there is a wisdom in created things, as the son of Sirach, too, bears witness. The Lord has poured it out upon all his works, to be with men as his gift, and with wisdom he has abundantly equipped those who love him. 
This quality of being poured out belongs not to the essence of that self-existent wisdom, who is the only begotten, but to that wisdom which reflects the only begotten one in the world. Why then is it beyond belief if the creative and archetypal wisdom, whose likeness is the wisdom and understanding poured out in the world, should say, as though speaking directly of himself, the Lord created me in his works. For the wisdom in the world is not creative, but is itself created in God's works. And in the light of this wisdom, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament proclaims the work of his hands. In wisdom dwells a spirit, intelligent, holy, unique, and manifold, subtle, active, loving all that is good and irresistible. This This is is an an all-powerful spirit, surveying all and pervading all spirits. The spirit penetrates the depths of all that is, even the depths of God. This This is an an all-powerful spirit, surveying all and and pervading all spirits. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, increase our faith, hope, and charity, and make us love what you command, so that we may merit what you promise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour on Thursday, October 27th. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on Thursday of the 30th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord sends a message to Herod. And then he mourns over Jerusalem and her fate. From the 13th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Some Pharisees came. Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. Go and tell that fox. Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow. And the third day, I finish my course. Nevertheless... I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the day following. For it cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, killing the prophets and stoning those who are sent to you, how often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you would not! Behold, your house is forsaken, and I tell you, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are available on the relevant radio app. Of course, the app is free. You'll find it on your app store. Well, it's a fact of life. We will have tough times, but we're never alone. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. (music) 
serenity is rooted in the Lord. We do not close our eyes to reality. We look at the present and to the future with optimism because the Lord is by our side. Life's difficulties can in the end yield for us great good. We are never alone in even the most overwhelming circumstances. Just as we appreciate the company of a friend when things are going badly, so should we be grateful for the company of our friend in the nearest tabernacle. We should go to him for consolation, peace, and strength. What more can we want, wrote St. Teresa, than so good a friend at our side who will not forsake us when we are in trouble and distress as they do who belong to the world? St. Thomas More realized that his doom was sealed when he was called to testify before the Lambeth Tribunal. He bade farewell at home to the people of his household because he did not want them to follow him to the wharf as was their custom. Only his son-in-law, William Roper, and his favorite daughter, Margaret, accompanied him on this final short journey, together with a few servants. Everyone aboard the upstream ferry was silent. After a while, Moore whispered into the ear of Roper, Son Roper, I thank our Lord the field is won. Roper later wrote that he did not comprehend the meaning of these words. With the passing of time, he came to understand that Moore's faith had given him the confidence of victory over any obstacle. He knew without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord would be with him in his ultimate battle. If we seek to be close to Jesus, to be Eucharistic souls, the Lord will watch over us as a hand gathers her brood. We too can be strengthened in the knowledge that the field is won. Be a Eucharistic soul. If the center around which your thoughts and hopes turn is the tabernacle, then, my child, how abundant the fruits of your sanctity and apostolate will be. The Mother of God contemplates her Son in heaven. She will put the right words on our lips if we don't know what to say. She will provide a prompt response to make up for our tongue-tied clumsiness. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. It's 15 minutes before the hour, and it's time to pray. We join the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Dispel the dawn. 
blessing. Touch our lives with love, we pray. May your Holy Spirit guide us, leading us to Stir up your mighty power, Lord, come to our aid. Stir up your mighty power, Lord, come to our aid. O Shepherd of Israel, hear us. You who lead Joseph's flock, shine forth from your cherubim throne upon Ephraim, Benjamin, Manasseh. O Lord, rouse up your might. O Lord, come to our help. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. Lord God of hosts, how long will you frown on your people's plea? You have fed them with tears for their bread, an abundance of tears for their drink. You have made us the taunt of our neighbors. Our enemies laugh us to scorn. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt. To plant it, you drove out the nations. Before it, you cleared the ground. It took root and spread through the land. The mountains were covered with its shadow, the cedars of God with its boughs. It stretched out its branches to the sea, to the great river, It stretched out its shoots. Then why have you broken down its walls? It is plucked by all who pass by. It is ravaged by the boar of the forest, devoured by the beasts of the field. God of hosts, turn again, we implore. Look down from heaven and see. Visit this vine and protect it, the vine your right hand has planted. Men have burnt it with fire and destroyed it. May they perish at the frown of your face. May your hand be on the man you have chosen, the man you have given your strength, and we shall never forsake you again. Give us life that we may call upon your name. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us and we shall be saved. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, Eternal Shepherd, you so tend the vineyard you planted that now it extends its branches even to the farthest coast. Look down on your church and come to us. Help us remain in your Son as branches on the vine, that, planted firmly in your love, we may testify before the whole world to your great power working everywhere. Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. The Lord has worked marvels for us, Make it known to the ends of the world. The The Lord Lord has has worked marvels marvels for us. 
make it known to the ends of the world. I give you thanks, O Lord, though you have been angry with me. Your anger has abated, and you have consoled me. God indeed is my Savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and He has been my Savior. With joy you will draw water at the fountain of salvation and say on that day, Give thanks to the Lord, acclaim His name. Among the nations make known His deeds. Proclaim how exalted is His name. Sing praise to the Lord for His glorious achievement. Let this be known throughout all the earth. Shout with exultation, O city of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Shout in triumph to the God of Jacob. Raise a song and sound the timbrel, the sweet-sounding harp and the lute. Blow the trumpet at the new moon when the moon is full on our feast. For this is Israel's law, a command of the God of Jacob. He imposed it as a rule on Joseph when he went out against the land of Egypt. A voice I did not know said to me, I freed your shoulder from the burden. Your hands were freed from the load. You called in distress and I saved you. I answered concealed in the storm cloud. At the waters of Mirabah I tested you. Listen, my people, to my warning. O Israel, if only you would heed. Let there be no foreign god among you, no worship of an alien god. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you from the land of Egypt. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. But my people did not heed my voice, and Israel would not obey. So I left them in their stubbornness of heart to follow their own designs. Oh, that my people would heed me, that Israel would walk in my ways. At once I would subdue their foes, turn my hand against their enemies. The Lord's enemies would cringe at their feet, and their subjection would last forever. But Israel I would feed with finest wheat, and fill them with honey from the rock. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, open our mouths to proclaim your glory. Help us leave sin behind, and to rejoice in professing your name. Ring Ring out out your your joy joy to God, God, our strength. strength. 
A reading from the letter to the Romans. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of justice, peace, and the joy that is given by the Holy Spirit. Whoever serves Christ in this way pleases God and wins the esteem of men. Let us, then, make it our aim to work for peace and to strengthen one another. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. In the early hours of the morning I think of you, O Lord. In the the early early hours hours of the the morning morning, I I think think of of you, O Lord. Always you are there to help me. I I think of of you, O Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. In In the the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins. Let us pray. Blessed be God, our Father, who protects his children and never spurns their prayers. Let us humbly implore him. Enlighten us, Lord. Enlighten us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for enlightening us through your Son. Fill us with his light throughout the day. Enlighten us, Lord. Let your wisdom lead us today, Lord. That we may walk in the newness of life. Enlighten us, Lord. May we bear hardships with courage for your namesake. And be generous in serving you. Enlighten us, Lord. Direct our thoughts, feelings, and actions this day. Help us to follow your providential guidance. Enlighten us, Lord. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, true light and source of all light, listen to our morning prayer, turn our thoughts to what is holy, and may we ever live in the light of your love. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. November is almost here, the month when we pray for the holy souls in purgatory, and you've got just a few days left to enroll your departed loved ones in the relevant radio Novena for Holy Souls, which will take place November 2nd through the 10th. You can submit up to 20 names of your departed loved ones at relevantradio.com slash souls. Morning Air is up next. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.